Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. It is time for Headliner Questions. Before we get to it, thanks to Dr. Birch, Birch Orthodontics. Just got, uh, got a game plan. Got a game? What are you doing? What are you doing over there? I, I maneuvered my head so it looks like the uh, registers logo is a is, is a, a chef hat? is a chef's hat on my head. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would I would note that back to what I was trying to say, uh, Doctor Birch. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> Doctor Birch set up a game plan for uh, kid number two yesterday. I got the game plan in the form of an email. Very excited. Plan of attack. <laughs> very excited. Very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, but on to number two, which tells you that. She does a great job because if number one had not gone so well, I wouldn't be doing this. Three of your kids. So, yes, yes, we, we are endorsing heavily uh, Dr. Birch at Birch Orthodontics, <laughs> who I saw at the baseball game on Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah, Dr. Birch was there with her son, oh. and I was there with Bryce. Yeah. And, uh, Where you walked right, right past her. I didn't see her. I see how you That's are. That's too bad. He's yeah. big time, man. Yeah, man. I was going you to were on your way up with the animals. Is what you're, uh, <laughs> well, it was Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, is that where you went? Yeah, I mean for like an inning. Hanging out with Stephanie animals. was Stephanie was up there with Jamie with Tom with Baby Lang's wife. But uh, BirchOrthodox.com is the website, and you uh, if you have any orthodontic need or just questions, you just want to see if your kid might need orthodontic help. Go get a free consultation, and uh, if you do, if they do take you on as a client, you will not be disappointed. Tell them uh, Corey sent you. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Tell them Corey sent you. Uh, you get the first month free? Is that <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Multiple months. Yes. Well, it's a little bit different than it is in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Right. You get two, three months. Right. Uh, yeah, Great. And, Perfect. And, yeah, that's the way it works in orthodontics. Uh, Roger writes, Jeff, Silver Fox, and uh, Sweet Pea. I think this upcoming football team may well be better by 48% at all segment groups other mm. than defensive end. And that spells three more wins. Crazy yay sausage. <laughs> I think the wide receiver group is better by 15 or 20%. I was going to say 15. Um, oh, offensive line, I'd go with 8 or 10, right? Probably. Yeah, it could be, could be 10. Linebackers, 12. probably. You, know, you got you know, the marginal one extra guy that's But he's good. Better. 7%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I see where he's going. Tight end. By the way, DJ Lundy's in much better shape. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks, looks like a different great. guy. Yeah, he does. He looks great. Moving. He had a couple uh, pass breakups there on Monday, go. too. There those we are go. the Those are, well, I don't know. There's a lot of positions where I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. But but linebacker's another one. Like, who's, you know, they have three returning starters, and they brought in Tatum Bethune, who had 108 tackles And he's going to play, by the way. Yeah, so you, I'm curious to see. I guess it's him and Deloach with Gaynor. 
Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Jonathan writes, I keep hearing that Coach Norvell would be on the hot seat if he doesn't win eight games this season. I don't think that's fair. 20 shouldn't be held against him. 21 wasn't even a full recruiting year. 22 should be his first real year. He needs time like Dabo had to build a program. Well, well, he'll be on the hot seat. If he, goes, if he goes six and six, I don't think he's fired, but he'll be on the hot seat going into 2023. It would take a lot to get him fired this yeah. year just financially. But the hot seat the next year he for would sure. absolutely be on the hot seat yeah. the next year if he goes six and six this season um and 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 that would be fine with me well and i'll be honest like i you this offense has to take a jump it has to that's what he's here for he had the number one offense in the country at memphis and you can't be a hundredth in the country at florida state two and three years in a row i think it will take a jump but it has to take a jump this year you can't be the good news is we both think it will well yeah, yeah you 77th yeah. and their 90th in the country or whatever it is is not good enough i feel like i'm that guy right down the middle when it comes to understanding the need for real patience and the undertaking that he and his staff had when he got here and i forgive because of a lot of the factors that other coaches haven't had to deal with early signing period first year you get absolutely screwed then you've got covid yeah uh, i know it, well, everybody dealt with covid jeff yeah but not everybody was on their third coach in 4 years don't want to hear that nonsense. Anyhow, I do think that he is should be given a large berth, if you will. But yeah, I wide berth, yeah, yeah, wide berth. But I do think also we do need to see tangible growth, and six and six would lead to the following season being on the hot seat. You never hear a narrow. I also berth. think, by the way, yeah, that, that's, it's always a wide yeah, berth. Always a wide berth. Not coveted, I don't think. No narrow berth. But I would yeah. also say this: if he goes seven and five or six and six, and we're talking about him being on the hot seat the following year. He may not be able to ever recover, yeah. more importantly. So even if you weren't going to fire him the following year, you were destined for mediocrity or worse for the remaining years of his time here because trying to win over recruits after several mediocre to poor seasons, it's virtually impossible, mm. I would think. And it would become tougher and tougher to hire. Like if you lose an assistant coach, right. it's going to be harder to bring somebody in. I already think people, it's harder yeah. to bring people in. He just he tried to do it at wide receiver and yeah. he couldn't do it. So Burke writes, uh, how significant is having such a large percentage of the team actually here for spring going to be for development for the season? Does this help make up for year zero of 2020? Well, I think it certainly can't yeah. hurt to have 95% of your team here that's going to play in the fall. So yeah. there, are, there are four high school kids that aren't here on campus about? Yeah. Just four. Everybody else is signed, and then obviously all the transfers came in. Right. Um, the ones that they have so far. They'll get probably a couple more after the spring. But, yeah, man, that's that's really encouraging. They're all here. They're all yeah, learning to go. be college football players. It's. I mean, it's it's not just big because they're getting this experience, but it's also big because I think it reduces injuries because you have depth. You have guys rotating. You don't have guys having to play through things that maybe they shouldn't have to play through just because you need to get guys, you need to get that through the rest. line, you wrote about yeah. it. It's a great example. I mean, you had – Dylan Gibbons was hurt a lot last year in playing through that, and he was your best option. You just had no depth behind him, and, and an average Dylan Gibbons was better than anybody else you had. Devontae Love Taylor had to play a hurt. A lot of guys, yeah. 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 That was that was a tough thing. Uh, all right. Uh, I was a big fan of Chambray Jackson. He began his second year now. Haven't heard a thing about him since he came to campus. Y'all have any info on this kid's development? He's out there. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> look, you know what? By look. the way, you know what that is? That is a great <laughs> answer. He is out there. But you guys never is, had debt. Yeah, oh, you no. guys never <laughs> had debt. No, the, the other one is uh, when he was asked about uh, throwing bodies. Yeah, out yeah or uh, it's just another body. Yeah. Another <laughs> what does he? What does he give you? Yeah. He gives another, us body. another body. Another body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Brock. Uh, was it? Brock Rubel. Brock Rubel. Yeah. What does Brock Rubel give you out there? Another body. Another body. Yeah, man. He's young though. He's young. I mean, he was a defensive end in high school. They're moving to defensive tackle. So his biggest thing is trying to get bigger and stronger. 
they are good at defensive tackle. That's probably one of the team's mm-hmm. best strengths. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you're going to see much of Sean Bray Jackson in 2022. You'd like to think that maybe by 2023 he could be a guy that plays a role. But right now, don't expect to see a lot of Sean Bray Jackson. If he's on the field much this season, that's probably not if a good If you guys thing. bought season tickets wanting to see, see Sean, Sean Bray Jackson, Jackson, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Buy it for other people. That would be great. I'd like to meet that guy. <laughs> Kids, let's go see Sean Bray. Sean Bray's playing. Let's go see Sean Bray. I don't Sean know Bray. if he's going to get in. <laughs> but he'll be there dressed. Yeah. We're going to see him on the sideline. Trey writes, hey, fellas, it seems you guys think there's a low ceiling for what players will make via NIL. Why? I lean towards this getting unruly within three years, if not mitigated by those that actually have power. Because, Trey, the vast majority of kids who play college football are not worth a lot to people who would potentially give them money in, uh, in the form of advertising. Uh, the right guard ain't exactly helping you sell more cars. The problem right so, now is that, especially at a place like A&M, it don't matter what they're selling. It, it's it's funneled in a way where you're just getting them on campus by paying them gobs yeah, of money. Yeah, schools that have uh, limitless uh, yeah. pockets. Well, that's, I think that's, that's his point. Well, that's, right. that's an issue. But at every other place, which is the majority of them. Yes, right. I don't think you're going to be the paying The people kids. you're competing against in the ACC Atlantic Well, now are we're not, getting into the existential crisis that is college football but, and Florida State's position in But it. I'm saying, like, you're, you're, you're giving your players more money, NIL and otherwise, than everybody in the ACC Atlantic except for one team, and maybe everybody in the ACC, period except for one team. So there, there, you, you can't compete with them. Get past them first, and then let's worry about A&M and Alabama and what they're doing, right? Yeah, you're a long like, way NC from State's competing not, with A&M. Boston College isn't doing anything NIL-wise for those players. No. Uh, Caleb writes, Will Travis J. played Wildcat <laughs> quarterback? I've asked Corey months ago on Wake Up War Chan. He said no, then gave a 15-minute maybe answer. Yeah, so well, that's, that, that's Wake Up War Chan. That's what I do. In a, in a so, by the way, Caleb goes on to write, So Jeff and Ira, yeah, I'll, as I'll the brains of the out. operation, <laughs> what do you think? No, I don't think he'll be playing uh, Wildcat quarterback. I don't think so either. But, man, you have to figure out a way well, to get him on the field somewhere. Let me ask He's you a right great now. athlete. Let me ask you right now, both of you, you're welcome back in. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Is that kid going to do a damn thing at Florida State? Because I'm beginning to think the answer is a resounding no. Here's he, where I'm at. And I think we talked about it briefly yesterday at practice. He did make a cool interception nah, in the Duke game. He does all kinds of cool things. In the Duke physically. game, he made matter. a cool it interception in the, the uh, finale of 2020. I'm going to give Travis Jay a lot of credit for still being there. Me too. And still having, seem, seemingly having a good attitude of practice. I mean, he's engaged. He's playing hard. Even though right now it doesn't look like he's in the mix for a starting job. And he's in year four now, yeah. and he's one of the best athletes in the country. Um, so that I just I don't know what where that goes. I mean, I don't know that is he gonna is he gonna, he's not beating out Jamie Robinson. Is he gonna beat out Akeem Dent or Renardo Green? Or, well, super, yeah, he could beat out Renardo Green. Well, um, he didn't yeah, beat so, out anybody well, at the end of last say, year. I mean, so yeah, I, I do think he's moving back to safety, which I think makes or you know full time to safety. Sure. They've kind of gone back and forth with him at safety and corner. Corner did not seem to be uh, the right solution. Could never find the ball. Yeah. So so we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, uh, right, if I had to put money on it, I would say no. no. He's not going to make a major contribution to this team. But, man, it would be cool because he's certainly talented. He's uniquely talented. And sometimes, and I don't know all of the details here, but sometimes you're just at a place and it's not going to work out for a variety of reasons that have nothing to do with the actual football. And I think he may be in that position. So – you know, it, in my mind, the likelihood that he leaves this program and goes on and actually does something somewhere else is pretty high, much to the chagrin of Florida State fans everywhere when it happens, I if, just, it, if it happens. Like, I think back to guys that, like, Carlos Williams and Christian Jones are good examples of guys that were not real successful, but you knew were supremely talented, yeah. 
and that staff figured out a way to use them. Carlos Williams may like be there's gotta one be a of the way to figure three out most talented guys I ever saw come through here. Yeah. Nobody looks mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and it runs that. like that. Nobody. That's I mean, think about how big that dude was running like that. It's insane. Well, think about the fact that he was a DB. Safety, then they moved the linebacker, linebacker, and he was like ACC. He was like defensive player. Yeah, of the he game. played the linebacker against Georgia Tech. Yeah, and was like MVP of that game. game. Yeah, and then then moves to running back and He's is a, a draft pick yeah. as a running back. Yeah, well, and time. instantly made an impact in the league, and then ate himself out of the league. But if he hadn't done that, he'd have been there for 10, 15 years. He's a freak of an athlete. Yeah, he had the jump cut his first year at running back. He had a jump cut against Miami. I'm like, where did that come from? I mean, that's just he was a freak. Anyhow, an aside. Uh, after two practices, T Money Knowles wants to know. How does uh, Jay Trav's arm look, accuracy, strength, placement, and which of the transfer wide receivers is standing out the most? Well, we, we talked about Jay Trav earlier. He's looking good through a couple yeah. practices, and, and that's good to know, and I would expect as much. He's healthy, and he feels good. Arm and he is the question there, leader. It's all there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in your guys' estimation. Johnny uh, Wilson. Yeah, so far, Johnny Wilson. Yesterday had three catches well, in a we, row. But we haven't seen much of Winston Wright. And Winston yeah. Wright will be likely the candidate that has the biggest impact yeah. given his experience. Yeah, he's, he's been li- very he's, limited. He's practiced some, but he hasn't practiced a ton. He has been practicing yeah. catching punts and kicks, yeah. though. We've seen that, which is something you guys care about, I know. And, I, and we've seen him run around a little bit, but they just haven't had him out there in the, in the routes as much. But, but I mean, man, the guy caught 60-something passes last yeah, year. Yeah, he's so the I one that's already proven. Um, jo- Johnny Wilson, man, he's made two catches where he's just kind of ripped the ball away from a DB. Again, there's 50-50 balls, and he they're like 80-20 with him. He's he's catching almost six, all of those. Six seven with that length, I would yeah. hope so. And he's all, he also moves like he's not he's not a blazer. He's not Rashad Green. No, but he's not uh, a slow oaf either. Well, when you're that big, you have to use your body as a weapon. He's never going to run away from a DB. I mean, he's not likely to run away. He's not Mike Evans. No, very right. few people yeah. are that. So he's a big, long guy, big-bodied kid. If he can catch it. Uh, I haven't seen use, him drop anything. Use his body, then then you know he's got a chance to make plays. You can tell, contested catches. You can tell the way Norvell interacts with him uh, that he Norvell understands just how important Johnny Wilson is to the whole thing. Just the way he interacts with him at practice, you can tell. It was mu- kind of like um, Parchment, Parchment when Parchment got here without they, without so much yelling, right? He right. Had to yell at they they a the lot regular. and they had to speed him up because he missed spring. So he but he knows what Johnny Wilson's going to mean to this team. We do this a lot because it was the last time Florida State was really good. But do you remember how, even though Kelvin Benjamin came in here weighing 395 pounds, <laughs> that Jimbo would pull you aside and be like, and, yeah. And, yeah. And chain smoking. Chain smoking, 395 pounds, didn't love football. Great combo. Anyhow, he was here, and Jimbo would pull you aside and be like, that kid right there. And yeah. I'd go, man, he's 400 pounds and can't move. He's he like, needs to play I'm, tackle, he's Jimbo. Like, I, he'd be like, I'm telling you, when I get that kid right. And he wasn't wrong. Yeah. You feel like he's looking at Johnny Wilson, a little bit better body type right now, but he's looking at Johnny Wilson like, okay, you you, you are going to be important. I he's need you to that, get it together. Well, Cam McDonald even brought up, he's like, you know, he, he said receivers are a dime a dozen. That's what Cam McDonald said. Yesterday, but he's like, uh, <laughs> I, think he meant, John- I think he meant 5'11, 5'11, 6'1. Yeah, he's like 6'7. It's, it's just different. He goes, I'm a big guy, and that's different. And it just is. Florida State hasn't had somebody like that in a good long since Kelvin. And he's not Kelvin. He's and- not as electric as Kelvin. But man, what a target he is and what a weapon he could be on third down and in the red zone. And we know he's going to be a good, he's a good run blocker. He's proven that. Yeah. So that's big too. Chris- Pittman, also, real quick, Pittman has looked very good, on my, in my opinion, again, in shorts on wide receiver screens. He's got a little. He's wiggle. got a little feel to him, a little yeah. wiggle and feel and vision there. Chris writes, Norvell, so far, doesn't seem to overachieve. Pretty much nails the median expectation outcome or a little less. So if eight games is our ceiling in 2022, should we brace ourselves for six or seven wins? You know, it's I mean, interesting. they went to the Cotton Bowl. 
Well, oh, you're talking about when he was at Memphis. I mean, yeah, he's talking about here. But that made it sound here. like a like yeah. just that's who he is. Well, that's a fair thing to point out. Uh, so I was like, Florida State did not go to the Cotton Bowl. Era. I don't know why. <laughs> I was thinking of '91. The A&M game. <laughs> flashback. Mike Norvell was key. I was like, did I just forget about a season? <laughs> what is happening here? Uh, no, you know what though. In fairness, Chris, this is where we hope that depth changes things because Florida State really hasn't had a chance to overachieve. If you now listen, there's an unforgivable loss in there. We've well documented. Yeah, they were a bowl team last year. That just mightily screwed up. Yeah, a, a, well, they a, a, a very like a scrimmage, game. and they weren't mature and enough played the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things like that. But I will say that if they had anything go wrong or guys having to play hurt, they had no options behind right. them. You were just going to get taken advantage of. The, the second half of the season where they struggled to run the ball, your center was on roller skates, and you had no other option. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think they have options that allow them to sustain a level of play where you could win some games if you had some setbacks from an injury front. And they have not had that in his time here. So that that might be something that's different that would allow him to overachieve. Well, think about the NC State game last year. I thought, and Maury Smith, just bless his heart. I mean, yeah. at that point, he was his back was hurt. Pretty well shot. He was not the guy he was thought, and, he, and he's a small dude. And Corey Durden lined up over him and just, and, and he couldn't get any snaps. He couldn't make, I mean. And that, it was hurtful. And so you talk about a guy like Caden Lyles who's 50 pounds heavier. And that ain't happening to Caden Lyles. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean that dude difference. is a grown ass man. And then you think about like the quarterback sneaks and things like that. There's just a lot of short yardage things when you've got him next to Dylan Gibbons. I mean, it's just a different that changes a lot. But also, even if Caden, say Caden is the starter and he goes down, well, now you don't right. have a walk on or a right. redshirt freshman that's never played. You've got a guy that's played a lot of football right. um, as a backup. Similar headlines, 93 3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho, 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 horizons. It took, Bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like like Al Jarreau or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle game. from the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right North it is. East Tallahassee, Ooh. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beer. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week. Like, you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But, yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's thing. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It, it it's incredible. Keeps growing. They're yeah. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Jumping over from Twitter to Facebook, Scott writes, Fellas, how much does LSU's edition of Jaden Daniels change your outlook of our game Labor Day weekend against LSU. Well, let's jump over here to Jaden Daniels, shall we? In 2020, didn't play much, completed 58% of his passes, really didn't do anything. 2021. But they only played four games, yeah. right? Isn't that the. Yeah. yeah. So 2021, this is more of who he is, obviously. Uh, completed 65% of his passes for 2,380 uh, yards, 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Not a great touchdown interception ratio there. Uh, averaging under eight yards per completion. So. 
you know, listen. Is you don't this, have his 2019 stat? I do. He completed 60% of his passes. From, um, from what I remember, just because when they played them in that bowl game, I remember talking to some people on the in in the program mm-hmm. at the time uh, before FSU played them in the uh, Sun Bowl, was uh, they said basically the offense then at that point, he was a true freshman. It was just one read and run. Yeah, one read and run is what they so did. I don't know. Him. Last year, was he a more of a reading the field kind of quarterback? I don't know if that's what he is or not. They, by the way, the last time we saw them, uh, they lost to Wisconsin, right? 20-13 to 13 in a bowl game, and he was 11-21 of 21 for 158 yards, completed 52% of his passes. He sucked. He's a great athlete, though. Yeah, I think he ran for like 700 yards last week, or last year. Last not last week. week. He's that out was there a running against Eric. Week. Killing it. it. Big week for him. <laughs> Killing it. Um, they had a game. Uh, I'm going back through the schedule last year. He wasn't good, obviously, against uh, Oregon State. They got beat 24 to 10. Had some better games. Stomped Southern Cal in November, uh, 31 to six, and was pretty good in that game. Has Brian Kelly done much with a running quarterback? What's his? The Ian Book was a what? Yeah. Did he ran yeah, right. He ran he kind of opportunistic. Yeah. Run. yeah. Um, well, he was heady. He was a little headier and grittier mm. than yeah. yeah. Jim Rat. Kind of a coach on the field <laughs> yeah. kind of kid, guys, if you know what yeah. we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't I Jaden Daniels is fine. He's he's uh yeah. I don't know that honestly Not elite, but fine. I don't know that he's proven more than Jordan Travis. I don't know that I don't know that LSU has a quarterback advantage in that game right now as we go into that because LSU it's gonna be his first game in that system. Yeah, you wouldn't think they do. With a you wouldn't think. And it'd be bad it'd kinda of be bad news if they did, if they ended up having a quarterback advantage but in that game. But you'd rather face a quarterback who's not great that's not a, a very good runner. Than, yeah, well, that's than, the issue. He, I, mean, ran, really I think he runner. ran for like 700 yards yeah. last year, which is a big deal. That will be a big part of their game plan, I would think. So to the question, how does it affect our view of that game? I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's a really important game. I think you can help shape uh, hearts, minds, and yeah. uh, and the outlook for the rest of the season with a win in that game. I think if you lose it, again, John Desai cast upon Mike Norvell, his staff, and what's going to happen the rest of the way. I think it's that simple. Yeah, um, agreed. A lot of people will be nervous walking into that stadium. I'll be one of them. And you, there will be positions on that field where LSU still has a substantial advantage in overall well, They've talent. got better players yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think from the totality of their roster is better than Florida State's roster. You'd They'll rather favorites in that game. You'd rather them have Jane Daniels, though, than Caleb Williams. You think? Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. you did. You you didn't catch That's a, a break point. that that kid came in March somehow and gets to practice with him in the spring, but uh, you did catch a break that Caleb Williams decided to go to uh, Los Angeles. We were talking earlier about things that make us cry in sports. For the last time that we did it, Caleb Williams had transferred to LSU in time for our that game. That would have been would, rough. Really? Yeah. This is what's going on with us every year now. That's like what a uh, buddy of mine said when uh, Leonard Hamilton was struggling during the uh, earlier in his tenure. And they were like, can we just get a luckier head coach? At that point, you'd be like, can we just get a luckier head <laughs> yeah. coach than Mike Norvell? Good Lord. Uh, Mike writes, with all the talk about the wide receiver transfers coming in, how does the returning receiving core look so far in comparison? Does it look like Joshua Burrell is recovering well from his ankle injury last season? Man, he looks like a football player. I swear, I, if he plays as well as he looks, just body type yeah. and everything else, then he's going to be a star. Uh, as far as the other guys go, I mean, we're hoping Malik McLean takes that step. I don't know how you guys feel about Pokey. I feel like he's a three. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a three. Yeah, but you Instead like of, him a whole lot more as a three than as a one. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. You and I if agree he's your that. three, that's yeah. pretty solid receiving core. Yeah, and he's made – Pokey's looked – He has good. Pokey's yeah. looked good, man. He had one drop yesterday, but he's looked he's looked good and made some big plays. Ja'Kai Douglas Ja'Kai Douglas good. has probably been their best overall receiver, at least the guy that's been making the most plays and catches through the first two days of helmets and shorts. And, um, you got the upside with uh, Johnny Wilson, and we haven't seen much of Winston Wright. So. But but then the but they were he was asking about the older guys. Oh, um, I gotcha. I, Josh Burrell, he's made a couple flash plays. He made a really good catch yesterday um, against good coverage from Kevin Knowles. Like it was yeah. reaching out way out to his right hand catch, 
and then turning it down the sideline for a big game. So that was because Knowles was right there. It was great coverage. If Joshua Burrell can play, if he is a good receiver, and again, with the verdict's out just because we haven't seen him much, he, he came here last year and got hurt in camp. Incredible leader. Like in that recruiting class, he was the guy that was going above and beyond whatever the coaches would ask those top players to do to recruit other kids. Other kids like, like being around him. He's just got a really good personality. Um, he's a guy that if he is a good receiver, I think that takes him to another level just because he's, he's really a sharp kid and a really good leader. This is an interesting question the way it's worded from Charlie because he's implying here something that I think is not true. Uh, so let's go to it. I propose there be an award created in honor of Michael Ojo, which would be awarded to the big man that Jeff declares too terrible to play, <laughs> then becomes a valuable yeah. starter and signs a pro deal. I remember you did say Ojo one time. You're like, you might want to just untether yourself from the pressures of college basketball yes. and just be a normal student. Yes, because I nobody saw yeah, that no, leap. Yeah, nobody yeah, saw that yeah. leap. Not you, not you. Nope. Nobody did. And then we were all excited that it happened. Um, all right, so there's that. Past recipients would be Ojo, Ojo Kumaji, and this year in GOM. Wait a minute, Charlie. <laughs> My assessments of the pre- those two players uh, were not too far off. Uh, right. I think I I think I think I'm inaccurate on those guys. On um, what guys? I'm not talking Kumaje about and uh, Tenor and Gong. Tenor was a good player, man. By the end. By the end. Yeah, you know that's the thing. By I mean, you're talking end, about investing. You're talking about investing three or four years to get a guy to you know to that level. Yeah. Um, but I no, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, we want ready-made pro- uh, products, you know. And, and yeah, well, and listen, uh, and Ojo was really good by the end, but he he couldn't dunk. He couldn't he hold on to the ball. Yeah. He couldn't dunk. no. He, so the bulk of the careers, the guys he's mentioning here, I was one hundred percent right about. Now that said, if you're going to talk about them being able to get a contract to play overseas, well, good. I, I mean, I'm talking about NBA prospects. I'm talking about things like that when we're assessing what kind of big they are. I'm not talking about whether they go play in Israel and are a backup for something. They did, they did make a lot of progress, I mean, particularly Ojo. Well, I mean, we, it, we, we'll it coach was, him up now. It was unbelievable. You think back what, to what he was to what he was when he was a senior and a captain. Yeah. I mean, he oh, was yeah. really good. I thought Kumaji was a like a yeah. a good a good player for what he was supposed to be his last year and a half. I thought, and then uh, we'll see with uh, We'll see with McLeod. McLeod's the next one. But I think you like McLeod. I do like McLeod. McLeod, well, there's enough offensively for you yeah. to like. And also, like he's lost his yeah. Head well, and he's and he's he's a big dude having he, to switch stiff. on guards at yeah. the top of the key. That's a tough ask for yeah. that a guy like that. But man, he when he catches the ball near the rim, he throws it down like he's Shaq, which the, the, none of those other guys do. Tanor Gaw missed one the other day. It was like right point blank and is laying it up instead of dunking it. Uh, Robert writes, gentlemen, what made you guys want to get into the profession that you're in? Also, the money, <laughs> the women. Also, well, that's right. Well, women first, money second. Drugs, money, hoes, guys. Yeah. Let's just go <laughs> with it. This yeah, is what yeah, this yeah, is. sports media. That's yeah. what this game is, guys. <laughs> it's the game we play. Also, why is it 2013 FSU considered to be one of the greatest teams of all time? Love the show. Well, the answer to that question, the second part of that question, is Jameis Winston, Robert. Uh, if we're being honest, the vast majority of the country is never going to give FSU's 2013 team the credit they deserve, statistically or otherwise, for what they accomplished because they think Jameis Winston's a rapist. Yeah. That's the answer to they your also, question. The ACC doesn't help it either, even though the ACC wasn't horrible back then by any stretch, but it was the, it was the thought that Florida State didn't play anybody. Um, yeah, and they it, also got tainted by the 2014 because the way they played, right, they yeah, just right. were disinterested. And they were unlikable in a lot of ways yeah. in that way because they were loaded and everybody knew right. it, and they just toyed with people. If they had all, back if they had, if the if that run had ended at 2013, I think people would remember that team is a lot more dominant 
But I really do think it, I really do think it has to do with what I that's said. I mean, not, I think that's yeah. very specifically the reason. Uh, what, what was the other part of this? What question? made us want to get into the profession that we're in? Uh, I was uh, I was failing out of uh, music school, so. He's like, he's, I, I I didn't know that I should be in this profession, even though in retrospect I knew I should have known that I should be in this profession. Um, I come from a family of storytellers, and I love sports, and I played them growing up, and I had a keen interest, and was always opinionated about them with everybody that I spoke to. So I, this this like called me, and I had no but idea. But did you yeah. realize this was a career you could go into when you were in no, high school? No, did no, you? no, no, no. Sports talk radio really well, wasn't yeah, a thing. Yeah, I knew I could be a sports writer. That's did you? you yeah, yeah. That yeah, when I was, because I read the paper every day. But I read I the AJC every day. I did day. too, but I never knew you And could I wanted to be a play by play guy. I wanted to be a sports right. broadcaster. Um, but then, yeah, the, the face didn't help. But also my GPA trying to get into the Georgia journalism sports broadcasting school, it wasn't high enough. So I was like, I guess I can do print media. And then that's how I got into that. Yeah, but man. yeah, I just, I just like, I, even when I was in school, when I was failing out of, when I was being instructed to uh, find a different major, I didn't even know you could become a sports writer. Like, I didn't even know, like, I've, I mean, I read the paper every day from the time I was five years old, but I just never thought that that was a possibility until they were like, hey, why don't you go to the school paper? And I did it, and I was like, okay. Next thing you know, here you are. Yep. I was a counselor, and I was told that in order to make any kind of livable wage, I'd need to get a master's, and I decided I'd never wanted to go back to school. I was uh, really, really lazy and not a disciplined student. Uh, and so I thought the idea of having to be more disciplined and go get a master's so that I could be depressed every day when I left work because of the files that I'd see from kids in the foster care system, that wasn't for me. We've and done, a friend of mine said, hey, dumbass, you're relatively funny. You've got a good voice. You know a ton about sports. And you love to talk. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah. And, and you, you talk about it all the time. Why don't you do sports talk radio? And I was like, oh. Yeah, well, those you, those are those aren't easy positions to get either. But here we are. We you, all did it. You we probably all... help more people in this profession than you would have. <clears throat> yeah, I'd have gotten in trouble in the other. <laughs> yeah, <I'd> yeah. Gotten... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, they would have shut down the oh, the man. counseling center. Yeah, I had a hard time dealing with parents who were uh, abusive. Seminole headlines. Ninety three three Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. 
Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Couple things. Stevens writes is moving up to number eight in D1 baseball's poll and sitting at number eleven in the RPI. Good. The Martin family haters are furious. Uh, yeah, man, their bullpen is not where it needs to be. They got a problem at catcher until they make a change. They've got frontline pitching that will give them a chance to win every series they play. Is that a good summary of Florida State baseball currently? I think it is. Yes, uh, fifty-nine strikeouts in four games this past week for the offense. Uh, I'm tired of that, and that needs to get fixed, changed somehow. That's. It's not like you were facing. You could, you could make a change of catcher. It, well, that would help, but you, uh, it'll. Uh, the, Cal isn't an elite, elite pitching staff. That kid and, though on Sunday could it, deal. Well, he, he could, but he was, wasn't. He, he wasn't even their guy. No, I know, but he was really good on that day. You um, watched that game. I watched that game. He had filthy stuff. Fifty nine Ks, man. Imagine what. Imagine what Messick and Hubbard would do to the Florida State <laughs> lineup. So I just I I was hoping to see more bat on ball, and it looks like it's the same thing as it was last year, we'll, which is a little discouraging. But we're also twenty percent of the way through the season. Yeah, we'll carry see. on is a really good shortstop. They have not had something like that in a good long while. He made several plays plays over the weekend that yeah. made you feel good, and they do have pop. I mean, as yeah. evidenced by those two monster bombs, one of them by the backup catcher. Yes, uh, who listen at this point he needs to start. But there, there's it's unfortunate because you watch that other kid can't play. I mean, a catcher. Well, he was supposed to be better defensively than he's been, well, which is supposed to offset the look at lack of bat. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan writes, fellas, do you think Ham has made FSU a destination job, or do you see basketball sliding back into ding-ding status when he decides to hang up his suit? That's a question we've all wondered aloud before uh, because he has done such a good job and did turn this into a place that became an NBA factory, I dare yeah. say. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Johnny Barnes making a late push for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Watched him the other night. He didn't have his best game, but oh. he's had a good year. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Ira, I'll start with you because we've had this conversation. I think it's a fascinating one. I, I don't know. It's a fickle thing Florida State basketball is. I worry about it. It, it was. I'll say this. There was a, when, when there was a lot of people, there's a vocal minority maybe, or maybe a vocal majority who wanted a change back when they didn't make the tournament four straight years. Yeah. There was a – very real concern that they wouldn't be able to get a quality head coach at that point. So it's like, are you going to fire Leonard Hamilton and who you, you don't know who you're going to yeah, be able to get? Yeah, yeah. I feel like from what I've heard, it sounds like other high, higher profile people have, have let people know that they'd be interested if that job comes open again. But I also think it's a harder job than people realize. So I, I think what, 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 Leonard Ham, what Leonard Hamilton and CY and Stan Jones and Steve Smith, that staff have done, going back to Dennis Gates before them, what they've done is is really, really impressive, and it has elevated to the status where people will want this job, but I don't know if people are as equipped as this staff has been to bring in players the way they have. We'll see. I, I feel like every year, and this year obviously has been littered with injury, but they really don't get, in a weird way, enough credit because this is where being humble and, and, and understanding what Florida State basketball is over the big picture helps. In terms from perspective, yeah. When when our fans write to me and say, "Oh, well, we lost again in the Sweet 16. He's never going to get us over the hump." This and that. I'm like, "Do you hear yourself talking?" Florida State being an, a perennial power, getting into the NCAA tournament, finishing in the top four of the ACC, going to the Sweet 16 every year—that's not normal. This is not a basketball school. Never has been. They don't invest in it. 
like it's a basketball school. He is in a conference that traditionally, or he's had to lead a team in a conference that traditionally is a basketball conference, who do put their resources and do have the history and cachet to back up that um, uh, in a way that Florida State never can or ever has chosen to. So, you know, the, walking around thinking we deserve to go to the Final Four and should uh, is really naive. So can some, when you, you say wonder, he's underappreciated, though, I completely agree. On the other hand, I don't want us to take a step back yeah, because he did say, build this. You want to you hand the baton to someone that will right. go even further and do even more. And I don't. Right. I, the likelihood of that, though, just seems relatively small. Unless, but it they, could changed, happen. unless they changed how they yeah. went about investing in basketball. Yeah. It, well, but I, I, but I, I also I, think if, you, if, you, if, if it ends on a high note, this season was not it. If next season or the season after end on a high note, then I think you have to look strongly at CY or Dennis Gates because they are a little bit younger. They've been great part of this. They built recruiting. this program. They're great recruiters. They've been part of. They would be continuing what you've done. If it doesn't end on a high note, if it yeah. kind of regresses, then I think you have to look outside and, and see what's But there. I do think the pool of candidates will be a little deeper and yes. better than it would have been yeah, I've five heard, years ago. Said, I've heard of coaches at, yeah. at Power 5 schools who have let people know they'd be interested if it came open. Mookie writes, Thoughts on the Calvin Ridley situation, guys. He could have probably used some of Jeff's three-team teasers. <laughs> did he really do an eight-team parlay? Is that what he, he did? Put some on? sort of parlay for fifteen hundred dollars, but it's not even about that. It must be that Calvin is not an aware person. Let's put it right. that way. How do you let the world know that I don't have a gambling problem? I bet fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. My man, that's not the point. Yeah. Fifty thousand, one thousand. What you're betting on, big dog? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Well, you weren't betting on a UFC fight. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. Not to think that he's the only one that does it. He's the only one that's probably dumb enough to get caught doing it. Well, he did it on an app. Yeah, I know, I know. See, when I was losing all my money betting against the Braves in the World Series, you went through a book. I went through a book like a good American, with. like a good yes, person would. There yeah. you go. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm still still trying to figure get get out of that hole, gang. It is amazing that the the penalty for that's going to be a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, when, he's losing millions of yeah, dollars. when some of the stuff that guys in the NFL have gotten away with and played two weeks later. Yeah. It's a big one, though. I mean, yeah. everybody knows it in every sport. That's the thing you Hurts can't do. Hurts his Hall do. of Fame chances, too. <laughs> it's going to be tough for Ridley to get into Canton now. Uh, Michael writes, I was at the softball game this past weekend. Corey, why were you wearing pit colors? Hey, man, I was at the softball game. That's all. It was, uh, I was in a, one of my dress shirts, which isn't very dressy, but for me it was, and it was the only one thing that was clean. So I, and it wasn't pit colors. It was navy blue. That's not pit. Pit's like that, like a yeah. weird pit's that uh, baby blue. I think they do. Yeah. They think they, they, do they, they do a couple of blues. Right, but when you think of pit and Dan Marino, you're thinking I think of that kick ass uniforms that they wear currently. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, you know, that's fine. But I was, you know, I was right behind on plate with uh, baby Lang and uh, Jamie. <laughs> baby Lang appreciates. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell T. Lizzie. Chris writes. Uh, Imagine sending your kid to school at Duke, only to see him or her crying. <laughs> over a basketball game on national television while wearing a costume of a character from Sesame Street and then getting told to shut up by the coach who lost the basketball game. <laughs> you, yeah, you might start wondering about what, what you're doing with your money. Yeah, yeah, you wanted like one of the parents to come into the arena and like, come on, you're coming home right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take him you're by coming the with me. This is ridiculous. That is really funny who, still. Who yeah. was that? Who wrote that? Uh, that was Chris. Chris, great job. That was really good. What uh, a scene. What an all-time scene. It's it's perfect. It was awesome. It was 
Probably my bet favorite moment of the whole college basketball season. <laughs> that should be a one shining moment. Yeah, did <laughs> you see good? Uh, it should be the only moment. Just more Duke friends. <laughs> just got the music. Yeah, I could watch the Chattanooga shot from last night over and Man, over that again. That nuts. poor Foreman team. They I haven't been there in over like, forty years. And it's like I, 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 in the same token, it's an awesome shot. But I feel so bad for the team oh, that yeah. loses like that because it's they're not like they're going to be an at large team. I feel so bad for them. But that thing on Saturday night in camera, I didn't feel bad for anybody. I thought it was oh, awesome. Oh, that was one of the greatest things yeah, we've ever seen. It was I agree great. It was just enjoyment everywhere. <laughs> Except for Ira felt bad for J.J. Dur- Reddick <laughs> during, and Christian Lader. During the second half, I felt a little bit bad for some of those Duke players just because I felt like, man, that they got the weight of the world. Yeah. This guy's legacy, these 20-year-old They clearly old didn't care enough. They that, clearly didn't care enough. Problem. Yep. Kevin writes, why does Ron Dugan's hat always look like it spent the night under a tractor wheel? <laughs> <laughs> It's true, yeah. It looks awful. It's like he just Come steps on, on it and then yeah. puts it on, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll ask him. If we get him, we'll ask him what's the deal with the hat, man. Amora writes, a question for Corey Clark. Would okay. he still support the Braves if they changed their name back to the Bean Eaters like it was from 1883 to 1906? Hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. Is that, well, why wouldn't I? I don't know. He just wants to know. Oh, yeah, no. Bean Eaters is a – I mean, that, look, man, that's tough to cheer for a team called the Bean Eaters. What kind of beans were they eating? I think fava beans. That, what do you thing, put right? the chances what, uh, of the following what, players? Hannibal Lecter, right? Yeah, that's what he did. What do you put the chances of the following players coming back next year? Polite, Osborne, Cleveland, Prieto, Mills. We, hey, the weatherman's been great. We don't need him back. Uh, Osborne's not coming back. Osborne's not coming back. Uh, so Cleveland, Polite, and Mills. We'll start with I Cleveland. Th- I think Cleveland, I'm going to say, I'm not, I don't know. I don't have any answer, inside information, but I'd say 85%. I would think it's likely. Well, they were the back. Boston bean eaters. Yes. They were in Boston. Uh, that's why. I was like, why would the bean eaters be in Atlanta? That is, what, are you, what does that even mean? But it's the Boston Matthew baked Cleveland, beans. Matthew Cleveland, Corey. Okay, sorry. Um, I would say 60%. 65%. I'm going with 54%. Okay. Matthew Cleveland. Uh, Caleb Mills. Price is right, wagering. You should have gone with 1%. Uh, I should have gone 1%. Caleb Mills. Uh, I'll say 78%. Yeah, I was going to say 80 I'll go about 80. I feel yeah. good about that. And finally, Polite. I think Polite's going to come back, man. I'm going to put it 95. I feel like if he if he wants to come back, I think they'll be happy to take him back. And I don't know, what are his NBA prospects right now? So I would think he's not great. I, I would think say he'll come back. 88%. And also, he's been, uh, once, once, since he's come back, he's been shooting like the Anthony looked, Polite we he thought. Great. He was really he good Saturday. Saturday. Everybody does against NC State, but yeah. still, he looked great. Jonesing for FSU writes so, asking for a friend, Corey. Any betting advice? He's yeah. having fun with you. Yeah. I Jeff, literally I had friends. I I've done it every game Florida State's played. I did it on Saturday. Like, guys, Florida State, I know NC and they're oh, favored well, by six. No, I, you knew we were gonna stomp NC State. Well, I, I still told my friends it's now it's a it's a part oh, of the no, act, joke. But okay, they yeah, did yeah. actually take my advice again and bet NC State plus six. So they lost what? again. Don't I don't do think, that. Why did they not do Michael? That? It was two Are other they paying friends. attention? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, I feel like they're thinking there's no way Florida State's going to cover the spread three games in a row. Jeff, we know no magical weekend in your eyes. Ira, looks like you're the tiebreaker, buddy. Immediate gut reaction. How far does FSU go in the tournament? One game. One and one. Yeah, that's 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 what I think. Walter writes, good afternoon, Jeff, Ira, and Showtime. Seeing Duke exit from the ACC tournament after a sleepy nooner on Thursday is a real possibility. Should Stone Cold Killer Leonard pull the old okey-doke in the handshake line with Coach K? <laughs> How about them? How about their staff not shaking Hubert Davis's hand? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, that was all, what was that yeah. about? I don't know. 
Well, no love, no love lost there. You huh? ruined their night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw where Oklahoma. You made our students cry. Yeah, yeah man. Look How what you've done you, to these you kids. You just didn't lay down as our arch rival. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw where Oklahoma. By the way, North Carolina kids. Since this is the part of the show where we normally throw a little betting advice out there, there's no real value in like the Pac-12 tournament because Arizona should win it going away. If you're going to find some value, you might take Colorado at plus four thousand. What, what's going or, on or right now? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to answer this question. Okay. I'm going to get out in front of it <laughs> at about plus four thousand. Uh, Oregon, you can get at eight to one. Maybe they've beaten a couple of the big boys this year. And the ACC, Duke is an overwhelming favorite. But I would say, look over there at plus eight hundred with North Carolina, who's won five straight. Their offense is humming. Three guys mm-hmm. averaging double figures lately, and they pu- they tried to play a little defense the other night for the first time this year. If they do yeah. that. You could really put a little pizza money on North Carolina. Well, rolled out there. Hubert's yeah. got him. <laughs> He's no longer rolling it out there <laughs> like Roy. It in. All right, Mike writes, I saw where Oklahoma is putting up a statue of Baker Mayfield. While this seems odd, I am curious what Noel you would put up a statue for. And why would it be Sebastian Janikowski with a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of his mouth? <laughs> that would be nice. Oh, I would man. say Charlie. First Heisman winner, if I was going to do a, if I was gonna do a statue of a player, it would be Charlie. Marvin Jones. Yeah, you could do Marvin like the Buckus thing Yo, with, the, with holding the helmet holding with the, the helmet. jacket behind him. Yeah, but acid. Marvin's kid didn't come to Florida State, so well, he doesn't saying. get a statue. Well, Sorry, Marvin. Mar- Marvin would be mine. The problem with Dion would be like, well, no, nobody. No, no, well, but no. also, but nobody looks like like the hairstyle wasn't. It doesn't play. Well, play. he's wearing a helmet. You put a helmet on him. Okay. You don't have to worry about the hairstyle. Who is your answer? It's Charles, not Charlie. Charlie. Charlie yeah, for both yeah, of you. Yep. I love Charlie. That'd be fine. But the defensive player is Marvin. Of course. We're Nobody's arguing that. that. Nobody's right. arguing that. All right. From there. We should do what uh, – doesn't Florida have all three of their Heisman? They do. Yeah. It's called cheesy. With the <laughs> two of them throwing and Tebow and running. Tebow <laughs> doing a stiff arm. Legitimately, he's doing a stiff arm running. Yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah, but we could we, we could do that. We could have our three Heisman guys up there around the stadium. Yeah, there's a lot of things I'm they could do around there. I'm not a big statue guy, by the way. Uh, I would note that uh, the Mickey Andrews way is the one that we've been championing for the longest, and we ought to do that. And we're going to continue to do we, that. We ought to champion that. There's you know what we should do? We should just get some spray paint and graffiti the signs on that street. Whoa! And just Ira is calling out for the public to spray paint well, the no, signs. Us, us, we we're are. going well, no, to we're, do it. We're not going to put ourselves in harm's way, boys. Well, so, I mean, no, we're going to have fine five hundred bucks. Our, we got that. Okay, we people, Corey's you can do, do a GoFundMe. Mickey, Corey will tweet a picture of it. Yeah, Mickey, I'll, Mickey I'll do it. I'll live stream it. I run into Mickey every now and again by where I live. You should too because he's out by us. Yeah. So the next time it happens, let's pull him aside and be like. Mick, come over here. You and got, any, for a got any spray hey. paint? No, but I want to say, hey, what do you think? Is it cool? Are you cool with the three of us spray painting a sign over there? Put your name on it. Do we? Ha- can we not it? just go? Do they make street signs you can buy? And can we not just go replace? I don't think. They, no, I think that's probably not a good idea. You're not People supposed to interfere with like state replacing markers. signs every which way. Jeff Cameron Way would be everywhere if I could do that, right? R- I mean, graffiti's our play, but here. you can go get. <laughs> I've seen signs in people's bedrooms yeah. before. Oh, well, you yeah, you can buy them. But you'd have oh, to they stole down, them. But you'd have to take down their sign. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and good luck doing that. It used to be easy back in the eighties. I know. Oh, now it's harder. Oh, uh, you can't do it now. It's tough. Oh well, that's a bummer. Mickey, we'll figure out. It can be done. I'm not laying down the gauntlet. People will go do it. We're going to get in trouble, guys. But I'm just saying, I, I wish somebody would do it. We have to go to a sign maker to get them to make our street sign that says Mickey Andrews Way. That's all I'm saying. We got through all of these. What if we didn't take down the signs that are existing and just, just put, put new up one new next signs to next to them that say Mickey Andrews Should Way? Should be cardboard. No, no. Like, kind of fun. Like, we're just having fun with it. Like, hey, see, you know, let's. No, I want it to be a real. Uh, a, a People real are going to be confused. Am I on Mickey Andrews Way? Or am <laughs> I, where am I? Where How do I get to the I, softball everybody? field? Where are you telling me to go? <laughs> 
and then, and then when the workers come out to take it down, we'll be like, seriously, you're going to you're going to take down, take Mickey, down Andrews? Mickey Andrews, and we'll we'll take tweet pictures shame of him. Yeah. We'll tweet shame him. Yeah, here, here's City of Tallahassee. They don't care about Mickey Andrews. They don't care about legends. Tom Lang wants Baby Lang Boulevard. <laughs> Uh, Ron Simmons in WWE garb is uh, from Glenn, who oh, says, for the statue. For the statue. Yeah. Um, oh, Coach K shook hands, but his assistants did not. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, the staff didn't. What uh, What are we gonna do with Leonard Hamilton? The court? Yeah. The court. Oh, oh easily. Rename the court. But you don't. Can you just tell him you're gonna do it when he passes? No, oh, I don't want people man, having things named Coach K's court. That's just stupid. Well, but he well, coached on it. Why does he have to be dead? On it. Leonard, you can wait till he retires. And well, then that, do okay, it. that's better. That's fine. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying. Listen, I'm not rooting for Leonard Hamilton to die. Let's no, turn I, this I, into I something. Yeah, I'm saying that I don't like it when coaches are coaching on the court named after him. I right, mean, stupid. Okay, we'll go with retire. All right, we'll go with retire. Yeah. And 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 that I would do. By well, the way. you can ask him. Would you rather we do it when you retire or when you die? He's humble enough that he'd probably say he probably say don't do it at all. But yeah, you're doing a retirement so you can celebrate him. You can all be there and celebrate, and he can give a speech and wave to everyone. Uh, folks are, are wanting to to note that the spring session will go by fast, and before you know it, we'll be kicking it off against Duquesne. I hope so. I hope so, man, because I'm excited to see this team play. we got one minute left, guys. we got to fill this last minute here. Spring football game itself, like what? because we've got thir- 12 more practices yeah. getting yeah. ready for the spring football mm-hmm. game. Do you think people are going to walk out of the spring football game, based on what we've seen in two well, days, thinking – much better about this team? Like, like, think, is, is it going to change what people see in no. the spring game? Is that going to change what people expect this season? Not in my opinion, no. I don't think they will. I think people are going to be cautiously optimistic. They've been hurt. They've been, it's tough to jump back in there and love again. Yeah. Plus, like last year, Milton had a good spring game. And you're like, oh, okay. Maybe this, maybe there is something here. And that didn't work out. So, really, when you think about it, the disparate nature of those performances, like the Notre Dame game, spring game, and then the rest of the time that you yeah. saw McKenzie Milton, nothing could have been further from what, you know, it didn't portend of any sort of... What he did in practice portended to how it would look, but when he got under the big lights, of the, like if he'd had a bad spring game, I think maybe things go completely <laughs> differently. He's, yeah. he's but, n- not getting a statue. But the, yeah. he will not get a statue, probably not. Good job, Director Matthew, for Corey and Ira. I'm Jeff. Thanks so much to all of you for watching and or listening. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Peace.